Welcome to Musings of an Honest Mom, not just another mom podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to my very first episode. My name is Karen and welcome to my podcast. So, um, a short introduction. So, I haven't had the time to start a podcast, even though I've thought of it for a while, because I have so many different interests and passions, and I think about so many different things all the time. Um, for anyone that knows me, you know I'm, I'm pretty passionate about women's empowerment and a bunch of things, basically. Education, um, you know, for women to feel educated, and especially in the Orthodox community, I feel like there are so many um, different things that aren't spoken about, so... Um, I just decided to jump in and go for it. Um, I was never really able to find the time to start a podcast, but um, tonight I decided to just dive in, and even if it's a short episode, at least I've got my first episode down, so I know I'll need to um, make another one soon. So what inspired me to record this episode today was a conversation I heard this week. Um... It was a really hot day, and I was in some, you know, public place, and I overheard um, a conversation that two sweet girls were having with either their grandmother or aunt, basically someone who seemed like a family member. So they were both complaining about having to walk home instead of, um, you know, going home in the car with their grandmother. And that grandmother or family member said, basically I'm paraphrasing, and it wasn't in English, so... Um, bear with me. Um, so she said, girls, what's the problem? You know, she meant like, what's the problem with walking? Uh, the girls looked back at her and she said, you both are fine. You don't need me to drive you home in the car. Uh, you should walk. You, you both need to lose weight and you both need to lose weight. So you're beautiful and skinny. And then I think she also mentioned that they should be skinny like other girls and beautiful like other girls. Um, I know, I know. Um, but I'm not finished yet. Uh, the two girls said, they answered back and they said, but you need to lose weight too. And so then she replied, I know that's why we need to walk. So, okay. So there, bear with me. There are a lot of different, um, parts of this conversation that make me upset, um, bring a lot of emotions up in me. Um, but So one of the main things that I feel is I don't have a problem with somebody saying that they themselves are fat or they're curvy or, you know, bodacious or whatever you want to call it. Uh, My main issue with this conversation is the unhealthy idea uh, that the reason why we need to exercise is to look a different way. Um, Like that is the purpose of working out is that we should look a different way um, and that the main reason is not first and foremost for our health and to feel better emotionally and physically. Um, my issue with my, one of my main issues about this conversation is making exercise, like making what standard, like the beauty, making exercise, um, the means to get to a specific beauty standard or I don't know what you want to call it but um like like my main issue 
<sighs> is that I'm not, I'm not saying that we shouldn't eat healthier or exercise. Um, I, I just think I am a hundred percent a proponent of a healthy lifestyle, but making exercise into a punishment in, and trying to punish a child or shame them into exercise, into exercising or bullying them into exercising by body shaming them is not okay. So what I feel, and um, I'm trying to be careful because I don't want to bash anyone or or slander or say anything wrong. Um, also, at the same time, I don't want, like, I don't want to be PC. I don't want to hide things, but I do feel like um, this is something that... I, 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 I see happen a lot in the culture here, um, in, in this country, in Israel, um, that it could be the same in the States. The same thing happens in the States. I don't know. I haven't lived there. I think it's almost 13 years now, maybe more, um, or maybe less, but I think it's about that. Um, but it's something that I see happen over and over here. It's happened to me personally. I've gotten shamed. Um, I, you know, even the nurses, you know, nurses or doctors will, you know, mention things to kids. Like I, I one time saw, I think I was, this is before I had kids, but I one time saw, overheard these nurses and I saw the kid. She was really cute and she must have been like two um, and she was a little bit chubby and the, the nurse was like bashing the mother and saying like, she's going to be fat when she's older, just like horrible things. Like, um, so I just see that happen over and over here. And, um, that was a pretty long rant, I know. Um, but this is just to bring me to the thing I want to talk about today, which is body positivity, um, the stigma about eating disorders in the Orthodox Jewish community and I'm really going to try to refrain from saying what we call uh, Lashon Hara, which means um, literally like evil, evil tongue or slander or whatever about people um, while trying to be very real. So I'm not going to, you know, bring up any specific um, personal examples that I've had. Um, everything that I'm going to share is public knowledge. Uh, I found online or from different research and I just thought I would share a bit um about what you know so, some of my thoughts on this subject so um the wikipedia definition of body positivity is this um so body positivity is a social movement rooted in the belief that all human beings should have a positive body image while challenging the ways in which society presents and views the physical body the movement advocates the acceptance of all body types, no matter the form, size, or appearance, which will change people's behaviors towards certain products and services as we know them, like physical fitness and health club services, as Alan Smithy is, an, is analyzed in his recent study. So that's what Wikipedia says. Um, so that's the definition of body positivity. And um, just in case... You know, some people are not familiar with that term. Um, I would say it's a pretty big movement going on in the world now. Um, in the non-Jewish world, mostly, or the secular world, um, whatever you would like to prefer to call it. Um, but I do, I do see it kind of, you know, 
seeping into our culture a bit. Um, I feel like with media, Instagram, you know, um, mostly is where I noticed it because that's the main platform that I am on. Um, but I see that there's more access to people that, um, to, I guess, influencers, if you want to call them, or figures or, um, people that, you know, prior to social media, prior to the, to having act, like, prior to social media, prior to Instagram, um, maybe many Orthodox people wouldn't have, um, access to those views or ideas, so it's actually a really beautiful thing, and I'm really happy, um, that body positivity is seeping into our community as well. I think we have a long way to go, but, um, I just wanted to explain and start off with um, what body positivity is, and um, and then I'll go on to speak about um, the pressure, um, the pressure that Orthodox women specifically face um, with body image, um, and to, the pressure actually more specifically of being thin. Um, and don't worry, at the end I'll wrap it up with some sources for you, so I won't leave you hanging. Um, so here we go. So, I read an article that was written in 2017, um, which an Orthodox girl discusses how, you know, big the pressure is, how great the pressure is to be thin, um, within the Orthodox community, and this is where she thinks it stems from. So, Sarah, now 25, says pressure to diet and lose weight came from various family members. The emphasis on being thin seemed to stem from a deeper core obligation in the Orthodox community, getting married. And here I'll quote what she says, okay? Um, It's a very cultural thing to need to be thin for dating, even if you're not thinking about dating when you're a five-year-old. There's an immense amount of pressure to think about Your size for future dating, she says. They think if you're chubby when you're five, it'll be hard to grow out of it, and you're going to be a fat (sighs) 18-year-old. So this makes me upset in so many ways, but I'm just going to go on and continue. And um, Okay, I'll just continue with the research. So according to the Pew Research Center... Pew Research Center, 68% of Orthodox Jews and 75% of Haredi, Haredi, so that's uh, the most traditionally observant, um, Jews in America marry at the age of 24 or younger compared to 33% of the overall population of Jewish Americans. Um, So here's some more data. So the truth is this. Data on eating disorders within the Jewish community, and especially the Orthodox community, is nearly impossible to find. In 2011, New York Times report cited an unpublished 1996 study of an Orthodox high school in Brooklyn, where eating disorders among girls in the school were reported to be about 50% higher than the national rate at the time. The Times also pointed to a 2008 study of 868 students in Toronto, um, which found 25% of Jewish Canadian girls aged 13 to 20 suffered from 
clinically diagnosable eating disorders compared to 18% of non-Jewish Canadian girls in the study sample. So the truth is that um, these statements can definitely hold to be true in the secular society also. Um, but and, and this is also a personal opinion that I have, even though I was not set up by a matchmaker. Um, it actually happened to be that I met my husband. I did get married at a very young age, but that um, is a story for a different time. And that was, um, I'm very thankful, but that was by complete choice. So what I was saying before, I was interrupted by my um, two-year-old who woke up. He actually isn't feeling well. Um, so what I was saying is that these statements can certainly hold to be true in the six, in the secular society too, but, um, but it's definitely possible that the increased emphasis on marriage and specific dating culture may exacerbate disordered eating among orthodox women. So that's according to this article. Um, and while orthodox men are definitely not immune to suffering from eating disorders, you know, just as they aren't in the secular world, the pressure to woo um, the opposite sex often falls on women because of what's known within the orthodox community as the shidduch. Um, shidduch means matchmaking, crisis, or um, and what that means is the or it's the perceived courtship imbalance caused by an excess of available single women. That's based on a widespread belief that there are too many single um, women. Whether that's true or not, single men are treated as the high-demand prize. There is undeniably a certain amount of pressure in some circles where the women have to prove themselves and have this pressure to find a man and get married. Um, Bateman says. So, yeah, so many Orthodox families still rely on shadchens, as I mentioned, uh, matchmakers, to form formally introduce men and women to each other. And shadchens often rely on quote-unquote resumes. Okay, so there are resumes, for anyone that doesn't know, there are actually resumes um, that single women or men, uh, give this shadchan, this matchmaker, um, and it's a list of information about her upbringing, family, schooling, and even references to vouch for her character to give to men, and often their mothers, to determine if they should meet for a date. Um, but other questions are asked about the prospective girl that aren't listed on the paper, so, um, yeah, so in the past year alone, numerous Orthodox women have revealed um, to Weiss-Greenberg um, that they've been told, maybe if you'd lose 20 pounds, you'd be married. Um, so if I'm not mistaken, Mrs. Weiss-Greenberg is, um, I think, a feminist advocate, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, so uh, Orthodox um, woman. So, um, so this is, I want to read that quote again. So in the past year alone, numerous Orthodox women have revealed to white screamers that they've been told, maybe if you lose 20 pounds, you'd be married. 
Um, okay, so that's one opinion. Uh, where people say, you know, the reason why there is so, there's this big, um, I guess you could call it self, I guess you could call it, um, you know, eating disorder issue or, um, the diet culture or, um, the pressure to be thin, um, it all stems from this shidduch slash matchmaking crisis. And, um, there's another woman named, um, Judy, Judy Krasnes, um, and her opinion is that the issue of body image in the Orthodox community stems from, above all else, um, mental health, a mental health issue. So, so what she says is that, in my opinion, what is most relevant regarding this topic is really addressed, which is that most people... Most sorry, most people with eating disorders in the Orthodox Jewish community are not getting the treatment they need. This is partly because the stigma, secrecy, and embarrassment surrounding eating disorders dominates all else. In certain Orthodox communities, an eating disorder or any other mental disorder can leave a black mark, quote-unquote, or a blemish of sorts on the family. There are so many flaws with this mentality that I don't even want to address it. Suffice it to say that I find it revolting that anyone would sacrifice the health and life of a family member to preserve the reputation of one's family. So, I personally could not agree more, and it really breaks my heart um, to hear this. To hear that the mental health stigma causes so, so, like the worry, the fear of this stigma of mental health um, having this, you know, bad mark or leaving a bad reputation on the family's name or whatever, um, causes so, I really, I personally have heard this and know this, that causes many to miss out on the crucial help that they so need and deserve. Um, and so Judy goes on to say, um, while I'm hesitant to say that the matchmaking culture and the need to be a size zero to four in order to be considered desirable in the Jewish dating world contributes toward the spike in eating disorders, I am quite comfortable saying that this culture encourages sweeping eating disorders under the rug out of view of prospective husbands. It is easiest to do this when you ignore that eating disorders are a platform in the Jewish community to begin with. Eating disorders? What eating disorders? It reminds me of small children who think that if they cover their own eyes, then no one else can see them. Here is where I say, quote-unquote, what the hell? How is it possible that we Orthodox Jews, with our heightened sense of compassion and morality, are skewing getting help for our children with eating disorders out of some misguided sense of religious preservation at best and cultural conformity at worst? There is no concept more important in Judaism than preserving human life. It takes precedence over pretty much everything else, which is why I find attitudes connected to ignoring and avoiding the diagnosis and treatment of eating disorders in the Orthodox Jewish community to be so puzzling, perplexing, and out of character. When it comes... um, So, yeah. So, that that was... I could definitely relate um, to what Judy was saying. Um, and I definitely see if, you know, if 
people are suffering from some uh, for a, from a mental or emotional disorder um many times unfortunately it's swept under the rug or hidden from perspective husbands um not always you know i do think that there is awareness um that's being raised in regards to the different stigmas in the religious community i do notice that things are changing um i am a realist but i am also i guess um more optimistic about about um things getting better because i see that there's a huge need and we can't turn a blind eye anymore so um i am really happy to say that there are jewish orthodox even um women who are body positive and they so they do exist in the orthodox community um and they are incredible sources um again i'm not you know actually i didn't mention this before but i'm not an influencer i'm just a person so i haven't been in touch with any of these uh wonderful people uh personally to tell them that i'll be mentioning them but really um the first person that comes to my mind is fit jewish on instagram that's f-i-t-j-e-w-e-s-s and she's a source of inspiration and just positivity to me so she spreads the word to many women who may not have ever heard of of words of empowerment and she educates women on body positive exercise um something that i so so badly felt like i so i i really sincerely searched for um insight on body positive exercise and i couldn't find it um and she's also orthodox and she educates women on body positive exercise and um she empowers women she definitely is um she gives so many women a voice. Um, she feels very passionate in helping women and helping to train them and teach them about intuitive eating and um, positive movement. So go follow her on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I also recently just found, um, speaking more about um, intuitive eating, I just also found a dietitian Rachel Goodman, um, on Instagram, she helps women, uh, by taking the stress and guilt out of eating, so she educates women on intuitive eating, she's also Orthodox and Jewish, um, and she doesn't know (laughs) that I'll be mentioning her, um, but, but her page looks amazing, um, I read, um, you know, I saw a bit of, of her, um, incredible posts, and, and really looks wonderful, um, and Shira Rose, of course, so she, um, on her page, you can find out more about what it means to be body positive while battling, um, an eating disorder, while being in, uh, eating disorder recovery, so, um, she's also an eating disorder therapist, and she, when she speaks in her Instagram stories, um, truly feels like she's speaking to you like she's authentic she's real she's sharing um her journey in a really raw and eye-opening way 
and she really, really has like opened my eyes and mind to what it, to what just a sliver of what it feels like to be battling an eating disorder every single day. And so she's just a beautiful person. Um, yeah. And another good source is the Renfu program. So that's spelled R E N. FEW program and they offer a non-denominational treatment facility um I'm not sure if this facility is only for Jewish people or not um but you can check out you can find out more information at r-e-n-f-r-e-w's um c-e-n-t-e-r.com and again uh, this is just information um that I found um, for anything in Israel, you can reach out to me, but, um, you can also reach out to, you know, a trusted therapist or a, uh, trusted family doctor. Um, I'm definitely not, um, I'm not a professional, but, um, th- the issues, um, that I've spoken about tonight are really close to my heart. Uh, I definitely, definitely, definitely suffered from, um, from, you know, body image issues and I lost a lot of weight. Um, I would say I didn't have, um, an eating disorder, but I, if I would have continued the way I was going, um, I, I lost 30 pounds in a very short amount of time and the pressure to look a certain way um, in today's day and age, definitely, but also in our community is, it's a real concern. And, um, just like hearing different, the way people talk about themselves or their bodies, the way we talk about in front of our friends or about our, our bodies and ourselves in front of our friends and in front of our children, um, especially, even, you know, our significant other, our spouse, like, it's just, if we could be just a little bit more kind to ourselves and um, try to find something that we love about our body, about our essence, um, it would really help to make the world a better place, I really think. And um, this podcast is not specifically for Orthodox Jewish people at all. Um, but I feel like, first of all, I'm a total podcast junkie and I really have not been able to find, um, podcasts and I, and I don't listen, um, to specific Orthodox podcasts. I have, as I mentioned before, I have a lot of different interests and different passions and, um, but I have not been able to find a podcast that specifically delves in, um, to the nitty gritty yet of uh in the in the orthodox community i haven't been able to find one yet um i have heard of a few but i haven't been able to find them on spotify um so definitely if you want to share those with me um i'll be sure to share those with you next time um and yeah i hope you all have a great day or great night wherever you are and thanks so much for listening and i really appreciate your support I wanted to thank Emily Shire and self, as well as Judy Krasner and the Times of Israel for most of this content. 
थैंक्स सो मच सी नेक्स्ट टाइम बाय